thing without intention. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Speak Plainly with me, your host, Owl Medicine. Today, we're going to be talking about intention and how you can do nothing without intention, a.k.a. stack yo life. I mentioned to stack your life in my last podcast, and that was a piece that got a lot of good feedback, and people wanted to hear a bit more about stacking your life and intentional living. And I went, awesome. I love to talk about intentional living. And really, stack your life is just a blueprint way of saying, do nothing without intention, right? Like, really, this is just the only difference is it's a marketing ploy. Do nothing without intention will sell beautiful t-shirts to festival kids and stack your life will sell programs to programmers and businessmen. That's just the reality. It's the same thing, different people, all right? So everything is a remix. Stack Your Life is just the remix of Do Nothing Without Intention. All right. Intentional living has been one of the most important decisions I ever made. And it was kind of forced on me, um, largely when I quit drinking. Uh, but I've had quite a few run-ins with, with this concept. And it has been one of the best, most fulfilling parts of my life period, because it changes you. It changes you dramatically when you start to live with intention. And what exactly changes? Well, a ton of stuff changes. But the f like the first thing and the most obvious thing that I saw when I started living intentionally is living intentionally totally eliminates compulsivity. At first, they bump heads. But if you stick to it and you stick to your intentional living, it will eliminate the compulsive habits in your life. Which for me, that's awesome because compulsive habits in my life basically mean that I'm reacting to something and whatever I'm reacting to, I'm not responding to. And I, I'm all about individual autonomy and responsibility. And responsibility is quite literally just your ability to respond to any given situation. So if you are reacting compulsively to any given situation, you are not responding to it. And responding to something can get you closer to your goals, whereas reacting to something almost never does. And often it goes from not just not helping you, but to actively hurting you. And like, if you're a reactive person and you're like, well, that's just the way that I am. Yeah, I'm talking to you because I'm one of those people. You're that's the way that you are today. But is it the way that you want to be forever? Do you want to give the controls of your life over to situation, circumstance, and anyone other than yourself? If not, then stacking your life and living intentionally is going to be your new best friend. 
right? Because when we get mad, we feel justified. When we're reacting because we're mad, we feel justified about whatever it is that we're reacting and responding to. They pissed me off, and so you responded whatever way that you responded, and they deserved it. And you know what? Maybe they did. Maybe they totally deserved it. However, if that response or if that reaction didn't get you closer to your goals or consumed a bunch of your energy and time, did you deserve that? Did you deserve to be taken off of your course of setting and achieving your goals? Because that's also what happened. They may have deserved getting reamed, but did you deserve to lose chunks of time and chunks of energy and to feel all of the physical stress that comes along with getting pissed off at somebody rightfully or not? You know, if we look at what we do compulsively in our lives, and that's really step one of this what we're talking about today step one of stacking your life is looking at compulsiveness you have to look inside the things that you do compulsively to understand why it is that you do them now this there can be and often is a complicated process because you have to look inside and that's going to require some bravery on your part. It's going to require some resiliency on your part. Inside you is more than just your goals and your talents. Inside you is also your fears, your traumas, everything that you've ever been afraid of, depressed by, scared of, every good thing and bad thing that's been done to you or that you have done is all living inside you. So when you go to look inside to see what these compulsions are leading to, you might have a rough time. You're probably going to have a rough time if you're not used to living intentionally and you're not used to self-examining. The self-examining step is the first step to living intentionally because in order to live intentionally, you have to have an intention, which is basically just a goal. And I firmly believe that every single human being on the face of the planet is born with innate talents and gifts and something unique to bring to the world. Now, reality says to me that that gift is half-baked. So when you are a two-year-old, you aren't a, you're not, you haven't been born to be a mathematician. You have to actually like take math class and build and develop that. So inside each of us are our goals and are our unique talents, but it's hard to see them because there's so much other stuff going on and they're vague. Your goals are going to be vague. Your talents might be vague. Unless you've had a chance to really dive into them and flesh them out, they're going to be kind of vague. And that's hard because the brain doesn't really do vague. So you're going to have to put work into understanding what your, what your unique talents are and what you can do with those unique talents that is fulfilling for you. You've been like, all right, I think it has something to do with pattern differentiation. So maybe you're that's kind of that leans people toward music and math. Maybe that's maybe that's what your natural talent is. And then it's up to you to flesh that out. You actually have to go take math classes and like learn to play an instrument 
to really develop those skills. And then once those skills are more developed, you'll be able to fine tune and fine tune those skills to bring some clarity to what it is that you want to do in life. If you feel completely lost on what you want to do in life, it's because you haven't spent enough time asking yourself. And I understand it's hard to ask yourself these questions because, like I said, in the beginning, they're extremely vague. But this is the joy of getting older because as you get older, as you grow in life, you have more dots that you can look back on and connect the dots. And once you have enough of those, you can start to see themes and you can start to see strengths and you can start to see weaknesses. When you identify those things, work on them, build them. That's your intention. Now you have some intentionality, even if it's vague, right? The longer you work on this, the more specific it will be, the more clear it will be, the more clarity that you will have, and all of your goals will become easier when there is more clarity. But you have to get there. You have to look inside and you have to see all of the bad crap that was done to you, all of the bad crap that you have done to other people. And you have to look at those memories and decide what you want to do with them. How are you going to resolve them? Because as we look inside and our mind starts racing and we remember these traumas, it's enlivening. Um, it would be easy here to say it's re-traumatizing, but I don't I don't believe that. It can be re-traumatizing with the wrong mindset. But if you're looking at those things going, this happened, I know that this happened, this is a reality of my life, and I get to choose the story I tell myself about these things, it's entirely in your hands. Your life, your goals, your dreams are entirely in your hands when you get to do that. And that's the whole point of living intentionally. That's the entire point that you get control of every part of your life. Why would you want to outsource control to people who don't give a crap about you? Why would you want to give control to people who do give a crap about you, but aren't you? That doesn't make sense. You're not going to do well if you outsource all of the decisions that need to be made for you. You can choose to follow your own dreams or you can choose to follow somebody else's, but you will follow a dream. That's the reality of being alive. You're going to follow a dream. You can make it yours or you can be a cog for someone else's. And we need cogs, right? We all can't do what we love, but we all can love what we do. And if you don't love what you do and you can't find a way to love what you do, you need to do something else. You don't need to quit your job today and move to L.A. and live on the streets and try to be a musician. That's not what I'm saying. But you do get a choice to choose to love what you do. I didn't always do podcasts and writing. There have been things that I have done that I didn't really love that I chose to love because there was enough in it that reflected the morals and the values that I hold dear. There was enough of that in my work that I was able to love what I did despite the crap. I mean, the military was a perfect example. In the military, I had to do all kinds of crap I didn't want to do. That's what you do in the military. You learn to love the suck. You just spend all your time doing crap that you really don't want to do, but 
you signed up for it. You signed like you signed that contract. You knew what you were getting into to one degree or another. We're all lied to and manipulated and that sort of thing. But it was there in black and white. You still had some kind of clue as to what you were getting yourself into. And since I did that and I was so in charge of I was in charge of a bunch of other people and responsible for them, I didn't want to be responsible for them anymore. And when I got out of the military, I didn't want to be responsible for anybody, anybody except me. I just wanted to be I only wanted to respond to the things that were important to me. And when I got out, I wound up traveling homeless on the street and I traveled out of backpacks and old broken down RVs with a, with other homeless traveling musicians. And that's what we did. When you are on the streets surviving that way, your goal is to survive. Your secondary goal is to survive having fun. That's kind of it. And all you have to do is get the stuff that you need for that day. And you're kind of done. You don't have to, you're not planning weeks or months or years ahead for stuff. Your goals are very practical and very limited. And that's one of the things I took away from being on the streets for so long is limit your goals, make them practical, and then you can achieve them super duper fast because you can learn to stack your life. Okay, I've been saying that enough. What do I mean by stack your life? So if do nothing without intention is the principle then stack your life is the blueprint. Stacking your life basically just means looking at all the individual things that you do and stacking them or putting like things together in a way that is going to give you more productivity and more free time and get you closer to your goals. So what does what does that look like? I mentioned in the, in the last podcast that this podcast, my articles, my book, my websites, everything that I'm doing right now is all pushing me toward my biggest goal ever. I've stacked my life in that way. I'm doing multiple things, but each of those things are working together to create a body of work that will be a platform that I can later use. That's an example of stacking your life. Starting this podcast today, I went to go hit record and then I was like, wait a minute, I always do my vocal exercises, but I usually do them in the afternoon. And this is a perfect chance that I can warm my voice up, do the training that is important to me because I love singing. I love training my voice. I love getting better at the things that I love. And since I do it anyway, I might as well just stack it in front of this podcast, because not only do I get all of the benefits I normally would have gotten, I'm getting the benefit of sounding better for the podcast. And if you start to think deep, like you can stop there and be like, okay, I'll sound a little bit better for the podcast, but who really cares? Well, if you think deeply, you can find all kinds of reasons to care more. Like I sound better for the podcast. I, you won't be able to hear my lisp that I grew up with and trained myself out of. So that's another boost for me that makes me feel good about myself. But especially, it's going to make this more professional, right? This sounding more professional and more polished, more well done is just pushing me that much closer to my goal. So there's many, many ways if you're willing to think deeply about 
your decisions in life. If you have no idea where to start on living intentionally and you have no idea how to stack your life, even with everything that I've said so far, let me tell you where to start. Start with your compulsions. That's where you start. That's where all of us start. Start with your compulsions because your compulsions are stealing your time and your energy. Your compulsions are... Uh, your compulsions are not allowing you to be responsible. If you are compulsive and you are reacting to things, you are not responsible. I'm going to say that again. If you are compulsive, you are not responsible. Compulsiveness precludes responsibility because if you are compulsive to something, you are reacting to that thing and you are not able to respond because you are already reacting. If you are responding to it, you're choosing how you're going to react. And that's a totally different beast. Reaction only takes into account the blood chemistry that's happening in your body. And responding takes into account the blood chemistry in your body and your own goals and choices of the way you would like to be in the world. If you're going to live intentionally, you will have to overcome your biology. Period. Your biology is compulsive. It is meant to be compulsive. Compulsivity as a physical being is a wonderful, 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 wonderful thing. You wouldn't get shit done if you had to tell your heart to beat. You wouldn't get anything done if you had to force yourself to breathe every time you needed oxygen. They're compulsive for a reason. So don't confuse compulsivity for something bad or something evil because it's not. Compulsivity is a very, very smart way to get any living creature to keep itself alive in the physical form you have physical needs what's the best way for nature to make sure that your physical needs are met to make you want to meet them compulsively so it's built in it's built into who you are to be compulsive so don't beat yourself up and judge yourself for being compulsive that means that you're a functioning human being that's that's good those things are keeping you alive but that's not who you are that's not what being human is about being human to me is about standing on top of those compulsions using them as a stage to be able to orchestrate your life in any way that you see fit that's what you're that's what it's meant by human. That's what I mean by being human. So don't confuse compulsivity for something bad because it's not. However, it is limited. It is limited to keeping the physical body on this plane. Now, in today's world, none of your compulsive behaviors are really very beneficial because you don't have to work hard to build shelter or make clothes or gather food or any of the things that your great, 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 great grandfather designed your body to do for you. None of those things you really have to do anymore. The world has changed so dramatically that the hardware you were designed with was not designed for this world. You were designed for a much more difficult one, much more physically difficult one. Now, all of the problems that we have are stress-related and longevity-related. So 
Awesome. Hooray for us. But that means we need to work on a different from a different blueprint. And to me, that's the blueprint. Stand on top of your compulsivity. Look inside of those compulsions to understand where they're coming from and what they're trying to serve. And then grab that thing that they're trying to serve and go, this is a need I have in my life. It's a need I have so deeply, whether I want it or not. This seems to be a need in my life. And I'm getting it through this compulsive behavior, and that compulsive behavior is not helpful, not as helpful as it could be. Even if it's not bad, it's not as helpful as it could be, because the fact is, if it's compulsive, it's not intentional. If it's intentional, you can gear that toward accomplishing your mission. But that means you have to know what your mission is. Most people have no clue what their mission is, and that's because you have to do, you have to back up. You have to do that whole look inside the self and understand your mission thing. That's a lot of work, and it's super duper scary, but I know that you can do it. I know that you can because I know I did, and I am not special. I I am not special in any way. I'm just some, I'm just a white trash kid from Indiana who had a really cool life. You can do it too. You really can. But you have to look inside and you have to stare all of that stuff in the face. Find what it is that matters to you. And if it's vague, find a practice that can bring out the details. You won't know the details until you work the way, till you work your way through it. Stephen King doesn't use outlines when he writes his books, and he's one of the greatest writers ever. He says, you take interesting characters, and you put them in in an interesting situation, and you see what happens. That's how he writes his books. He discovers them as he moves through. And that's how you move through life. You don't know what you're good at until you try it, and you won't get good at it until you try it a bunch. So look inside, keep finding the things that matter to you and find ways to do more of the things that matter. That's really what I mean by stack your life and do nothing without intention. If you do these things, your life will dramatically improve. I guarantee it. You'll have a hard time at the beginning staring into the abyss of the self but that's the penance that you have to pay you are alive you didn't choose to be you didn't choose this life these parents this era but you're here and you can respond however you choose if you choose to be responsible That's what I have to say about Stack Your Life and about living with intentionality. Do nothing without intention. Do nothing without intention. Do nothing without intention. And it will greatly increase the quality of your life. Thank you for sticking around for this whole episode. And I hope that you all have a wonderful day. Stay blessed. 